Welcome to Dream Deep. Stories from inside with Molly and Nikki. Together we share stories, interviews, and ideas about what it means to dream deep and live fully. I'm Molly, a mama to three, a wife and owner of a small business in Virginia, Molly Suzanne, a photography company recently expanding to do custom coloring books and acrylic paintings. I'm Nikki Weaver, an artist, a healer, mover, maker, mama to two, wife to one, and currently building work with incarcerated women and women on the outside through a nonprofit called On the Inside, living in Portland, Oregon. Hey, we're back. Hello. We've got Nikki and Molly here today. Um, we are happy to be here setting down another podcast for y'all. Um, today, we're going to talk a little bit about doing versus being um, and how we might find inner stillness, maybe in your day-to-day life. Maybe you're listening to this during this holiday season that's approaching and encroaching <laughs> um, and just how you how you sort of moving forward. Um, and I'll start here just with sharing a reading um, from a book I just pulled out of my little bookshelf next to me. Um, this is a book called Inward, and this is a poet named Young Pueblo, Y-U-N-G, Pueblo, P-U-E-B-L-O. It's a beautiful book. Um, I often teach from this, but uh, Inward, I mean, I think is really what we're talking a lot about here today. So one of the things he says is how to improve your life. Number one, make self-love a top priority. Number two, learn a self-healing technique. Number three, create space for daily healing. Number four, know that everything changes. And number five, be kind, loving, and honest to all. That's us. Here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Those are great. Yeah. He's a he's a poet that I, I really love, and and especially when I think about Molly finding stillness um, or strength, as you said earlier, in the storm. Um, yeah. I often go back to words that he writes. So, yeah. How, how about you? Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, Christmas is coming up, so maybe you'll get one of his books from me for <laughs> Christmas. Oh, <laughs> I would love that. That sounds fantastic. Um, yeah, well, and I love you, that. yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, I was just going to say, I mean, you really, you really brought, I feel like this, this topic to sort of like fruition today of like, let's, let's dive in and talk about this. So what, yeah. what are some things that you've been reading or that you've been pondering recently that have sort of made you think in this direction? Yeah. So I've been reading a book, Strength in the Storm, and the author talks a lot about um, creating inner stillness by your mantra. Um, and it can be a variety of different, you know, mantras. It can be simple. Um, it can be, you know, biblically based Christianity or Buddha or, you know, whoever inspires you and whatever really resonates with you. Um, and I'll share mine. Um, mine is every cell in my body is alive and beautiful. Mm. And um, that's one that just, I was reading different ones, different ideas, and it just, really stuck with me and it's it just made me like 
actually visualize that every cell in my body is alive and beautiful. And I think that I've really struggled with um, in the past, just insecurities, um, especially being a woman, body image, eating disorders, you know, all of those things have kind of um, been an issue in my life. So something about that really resonated with that as well. And just kind of hit home. And every time I do it, it's like it pushes out all of the negative self-talk. And the more you do it, the more you realize how, how negative your mind can be and how if you let it go down that, down that path and down that rabbit hole, how it just it can wreak havoc on yourself, on your ability to have confidence to, to accomplish in life what you want to accomplish. And um, so I've really, really loved kind of getting, getting back to that. And, and it's a form of meditation. Um, I try to wake up in the morning with it and go to bed at night with it. And then in between, if I catch myself, you know, having those negative, negative words, um, inward, I just try to still, still my, my body and still, you know, my inner thoughts and, and just repeat that mantra. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, what's really helped me lately. Um, and I wanted to share it with you guys because it's, you know, anything that's helpful is obviously you want to pass it along. Mm, I love it. I yeah. love it. Well, it's funny, Molly, you know, I mean, we don't know each other super well. And like, this is one of the ways that we keep getting to know each other, which is yeah. just such a lovely way to like share it both personally with you, but also publicly. Because yeah. um, one of the things I see in you is you're somebody that is such a creative thinker and, and you're constantly, I almost think of you as a forward thinker. Like every time we talk or text or leave each other messages, you know, as we're navigating kids and partnerships and businesses, yeah. you're always making something. Um, yeah. And sometimes it's, you know, you're making delicious food for your family. Sometimes it's you're making a mural. Sometimes it's behind you making these prints. Mm -hmm. um, and that's like one of the things that I love about you is that even if you're sitting with depression or anxiety or, or self-doubt that you're putting yourself in a position where you're navigating moving forward yeah and I think like for me that that you know I also like struggle with eating disorders and like layers of self-doubt and one of the mantras that has come up and I might have said this before on one of our podcasts is um especially recently as I've been navigating playing all of these roles on stage yeah I keep thinking of um Joan of Arc's line where she says I'm not afraid I was born to do this and for me, that's been one that I often think about when I'm walking the dogs or biking to the theater of like, okay, okay, just call on courage, call yeah. on mother courage, wherever that lives today, like bring it yeah. in. Yeah. Um, and, and that, you know, something that young Pablo says in, in these words that I just read um, to start today is that everything changes. And sometimes if I can sit in like, yeah, this moment you and I here is temporary. This moment of fear is temporary. Yeah. There's something about knowing that things change that um that also helps me move forward, maybe, mm. you know, or or allows me yeah. to release fear or some of the self-doubt that I can get caught up with. And you know, as as you said, like when you have a technique or a tool that's helped you navigate kind of moving forward in your life. Um, I think for me that's a tool too, finding a mantra. And sometimes it's like this line, I'm not afraid I was born to do this. And sometimes it's, it's a word. Okay, today 
I'm just going to try and take deeper breaths. Yeah. Today, I'm just going to focus on trying to be present with my kids. Any moment I'm looking into their eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's awesome. I, I love that. Um, and I think all of those things do, do go back to the, you know, being in the moment. And I love what you said about looking your kids in the eyes. Cause how many times are we busy? We're cooking dinner. We're running out the door. We're coming in the door. We're, you know, just kind of busy doing everything else. And instead of enjoying that moment, um, and I've been really focusing on that, you know, slowing life down a little bit in the fall and trying to um, cultivate mindfulness. And, and especially with, I mean, I only have my kids half the time. So when they're with me, mm -hmm. I really want to make sure it's a, you know, special time and I'm absorbing the, the moments with them. Like this past weekend, we were, you know, celebrating um, what's coming up was Christmas and Thanksgiving before that, but, um, you know, just decorating and having so much fun with um, doing that with them. Um, and I love seeing from a child's perspective, how in the moment they can be like my daughter, when she was hanging um, ornaments up, she would look at each ornament and really absorb it before she put it on the tree like she was touching it and feeling it and looking at it and seeing whose it was and um we can learn a lot from children and how they they're so innocent and they're so honest and they're re they really slow slow things down and um you know where do we lose that that that's what i wonder where, when do we lose that um ability to just be in the moment and really not worry about things that don't matter and especially things that won't matter in a hundred years, you know? Um, so my mom talks about that a lot. Her grandma used to always say that, you know, mm. um, because you're going to look back on your life and you're not going to think, you know, what size I was or, you know, how good I looked. It's more, what were my memories? Who did I love? Um, and uh, so, yeah. Mm. That makes me think of that line that uh, Pablo Picasso has about discovering the world through the eyes of a child. I can't yeah. think of the exact words, but how easy it is for us to forget that. But how yeah. when we come back to it or when we're with children, how we can be reminded of that so quickly. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And it's funny, um, you, you quote the Joan of Arc. That's actually on my notebook. What? <laughs> okay. I was born to do this. How cool is okay. that? I mean, okay, so cool. Okay. And also, I have all of these other little quotes. Um, here's one for today. I love a proud woman, a gal who refuses to put herself last or minimize her achievements. Cameron Espitos. Oh, uh -huh, uh -huh. that's a good one. That's a beautiful yeah, there's like a lot of little fun, inspiring quotes on the bottom of my notebook for each day. So I, I love that's why I got this notebook, of course. Wow. <laughs> well, 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 maybe we're like growing and healing and learning from each other. I knew we were I supposed so. to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> it was meant to be. It was meant to be. <laughs> uh, well, you know, and then I think especially this time of year, it, one of the things that's been interesting too is sort of as some of us are coming out of this pandemic, this idea of like mm -hmm. doing versus being too that I brought into the fold of so many people that were like, ah, prior to COVID, I was so, so busy. And then COVID yeah. made everything stop. And yeah. either I, I, I was super lonely or I fell into a depression or I suddenly realized I didn't need all of that stuff. 
yeah. that I've filled my life with. And so I'm just curious to like sit a little bit here and like ponder both of us and anyone that's listening. What is it that you filled your life with before sort of this, this idea of doing, 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 doing before mm-hmm. COVID? And then how have you learned to be in COVID, you know, and really for a lot of us, the, the sitting with ourselves, sitting with our family, sitting in your home, your office, wherever you've been, for some has been really awakening, I think, or uncomfortable. And, and I think an awakening yeah. is both uncomfortable and maybe freeing. Um, and, and what is it that each of us nowadays are choosing to do and then ways in which we're choosing to be? Because I think there's a difference, right? And that's like, as our society pushes us to do more, be more, get out there, be more successful, yeah. make more money, you know, buy more, buy more, consume, yeah. um, that, that we all have choices and, uh, you know, what, what, what is, what is that for you, Molly, when you think of doing versus being, what are mm-hmm. some things that come great, up? Great question. Um, yeah, I think that it's, definitely takes intentionality um, with being versus doing. It's really easy to just do. Mm. Um, For me, being still is actually really difficult. It can be really difficult. Um, I I deal with anxiety and um, I have, you know, your coping skills that um, I would run, but it was always something that I was doing. And so Mm -hmm. being takes practice. um, And I think one thing that helps me is, is, uh, listening to a uh, guided meditation. Yep. Um, it kind of quiets my mind. Um, and you know, I, I try to take even Sundays to just be as much as possible. Um, and either I read or do something that's just being still and being at peace because mm-hmm. I find that if I don't have that, the rest of the week is just feels like it's, it's sort of, almost like I didn't recharge my batteries and like I needed to um, step back and just rest more and more, especially the busier your lives gets. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I do think that with COVID um, it helped us all. And I noticed a lot of people um, ordering my coloring books and just loving the fact that they could just, you know, kind of be with coloring and have their focus be on one thing. And, um, you know, coloring is a proven uh, stress reliever and anti-anxiety. And um, so, you know, I think that it's, it has forced us all to sort of take a step back and, and, and prioritize what's, what matters and what doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I've always sort of been a homebody, I'd say, but the COVID thing, definitely even more so, as you know, I mean, the extracurriculars for the kids, you know, all of that stuff that was just no more. Um, and I think it allowed me time to create more, which was a wonderful thing. I mean, that's when I um, started the coloring books. And um, so, mm. yeah, what about you, Nikki? Yeah. You you know, doing versus being, I, I, I like both those words and I'm like, Oh, I definitely do way more Mm -hmm. than I I practice being like, if I'm a hundred percent honest and Mm -hmm. you know, that's often reflected back to me of like people say, Oh, you're wonder woman. Oh, how do you do it all? You know, I often get that daily. Yeah. And, um, it's not, it's not something that I'm proud of or, or feel like that I, that I acknowledge out loud because I can do a lot in a day 
And part of um, what I often say to Brian is like, my ability to do a lot is part of, I think, my own sense of endurance in life, Molly. And whether that comes from like running marathons for years or not, I have a really high level of endurance, Mm. but I'm doing things mostly that I really enjoy or want to be doing. Mm. Um, And so I, I, I feel like a lot of um, internal satisfaction when I do things. And so it's, I, I, I have, um, I have a high level of self-motivation. I'll, I'll say that much. Uh, yeah. And I think that's true with you too. You know, I see that in your work. Um, but, but some of the ways uh, that you speak to, uh, I do think of Saturday, Sundays, I really try and separate those out now to step back from work if I'm able to. Yeah. And I have a friend that calls Sundays sacred Sundays. I don't think she'd say that she followed any sort of religion, but for her yeah. Sunday is like a sacred day of, of painting, of pulling cards of setting intention for the week ahead of, of cooking meals for her and her family. Um, And one of the ways that I like really practice being is part of my own thing of what I developed. I feel like during this COVID time is making candles, which I learned from you, you know, and making bath bombs and mixing essential oils. And um, the, the practice of being is really being in my body, mind, spirit in ways that make me feel whole. Mm. And all of those things have contributed to that. So, you know, one of my favorite ways of being these days is to be intentional about making time to take a bath. And it really feels like a whole ritual, you know, to like light my candles, shut the doors and put a bath bomb in and know that I made it with my kids. And yeah, it's awesome you know, uh, for a while I was sort of like, oh, and I'll read in the bath and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll finish um, responding to that email in the bath. And then I was like, but then where is Nikki's self-care if I'm yeah. spending my whole time sort of in the bath, but also texting or, or yes. trying to read. And so I really try and use my, like my bath time now is the time to just be and to like um, let my senses be alive. The, the sight, the smells, the sounds. Um, yeah, I love it. You know, and, and I think sometimes that's true when I'm biking, like I, I bike to commute, not so much for pleasure. And for a long time, I would bike commute and be like, I got to finish the podcast, got to listen to Adele's new album, got to, yeah. <laughs> you yes. know, yes. and now I'm like, no, my, my bike commute can just be like a slow way to transition. Mm. And so I move pretty slowly on my bike and I'm really just practicing like noticing the leaves have fallen noticing Mm. that my my eyebrows are covered in mist um Mm -hmm. and and that's been um helpful rather than trying to cram 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 yeah (laughs) which 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 sometimes is what doing feels like of like how Mm. much can I cram 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 and so I think just just noticing Molly of like when I have a desire to cram 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 and when I have a desire to be and to not feel guilty uh, about either, yeah. you know, and that's something yeah. I probably talk more about with close friends or my partner, Brian, um, yeah, than I do with the rest of the world. So. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I think that it's wonderful that you can recognize those things and that in, you know, that your bath time should be just unwinding and just being, because um, it's real. it can be really difficult to completely unplug, especially with our phones always by our side. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that's really also helped me be more in the moment and more intentional is, 
truly listening when people are talking. Um, I think it's really super easy to kind of drift off in thought when someone's either boring you or they're saying something that's not of interest or um, whatever it could be. And, um, you know, I've really tried to, to tune into listening uh, more and more. Um, and it takes practice. Like I said, it's, it's in our culture so easy to just, um, you know, let our minds drift to something more, what we feel is more important. Um, and, uh, listening is so, it's just a way of showing kindness to whoever it is that's talking to us. Um, there's a great, um, quote, I can't remember who it's by. So forgive me if you're listening to this, but that says, we should listen with a desire to be changed by what we hear. Otherwise you're not actually listening. Yeah. You know, wow. and I thought, right, Molly, like how that's so true. That how many of us listen because they, we, we, we're going to respond or we, or we yeah. need to like share our ego or our agenda yes. rather yeah. than like, whoa, <laughs> Molly just said yeah. something that made, made me think differently about the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I 100% agree. Um, and I found myself doing it quite a bit with my kids, you know, I was either not looking them in the eyes or um, just doing something else in the kitchen or whatever it might be. I was just um, preoccupied and um, it kind of bothered me that, you know, sometimes they'd say, mom, you're not listening, you know? And uh, so I've really tried to stay, take a step back and, and slow things down um and be more intentional be more mindful when they're speaking and really listen um and and just being also with your children and not even have to i've noticed my son um he doesn't always want to talk you know he just just mm. being in his presence and also you know we'll play basketball together or we'll throw the ball together whatever it might be and or he'll just come with me to the grocery store you know like little things um just I think mean a lot more than what you can realize to someone else. Um, so true. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. My, my girls are downstairs and one of them is working on a 1500 piece puzzle and the wow. other one is working on a 750 piece puzzle and they're side by side on the table yeah. and they've sort of made a deal that they're not allowed to help each other and nobody okay. else is, is allowed to help them. Okay. And, and it started just as the thing they were doing together on their own. And then it started yesterday. It became like a competition as to who could finish the first and like the one that has a 750 piece puzzle, would she get more time because hers was, you know, smaller or would right. the other one get more time because theirs was bigger. Yeah. But, but they are a hundred percent present, a hundred percent focused in that activity mm. Molly. Mm. you know, which is so cool to see. And That's yeah, occasionally awesome. they're talking or singing or humming together. And lots of times they're just, I was like, I should record this. This is an Aww. active presence. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know? And I mean, what, I, you speak, yeah. Yeah, what, what you're speaking to though, of like how as an adult, we learn to multitask, you know, yeah, do, yes. do 5 million things at once to survive. And um, yeah. yeah, and how a lot of us long to go back to a time, simpler time. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. I mean, I think it's, um, we can learn a lot from children. I think that they teach us so much patience. Um, yeah. 
Because I don't know if I'd have the patience, honestly, to do a puzzle. So, I mean, that's incredible. <laughs> well, come on over to my house and we'll set yeah. one up. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I know my dad loves to do puzzles, but I've, yeah, I, you know, I know I could. I, maybe it's something I should get into. I should try it. Maybe with your dad. Try something new. <laughs> <laughs> over, over the holidays with your dad. Yeah. yeah. It's a great idea. I'll have to try that. Love yeah. it. Well, well, what are, what are you going to do over the next few weeks as we move like into the busier holiday time and then towards the end of the year? Are there certain things that you're going to do with your family to be or certain things you're doing? Well, one thing that really helps me um, that I'm very grateful for is I have an office space now and I know you do too, Nikki. Um, and so when I'm home, I'm trying to be as present as I possibly can with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when they come here with me, they know mom's working. And I think that having that separation really helps. Um, and, you know, being your own boss is wonderful, but it also can have its disadvantages and, and I, maybe not even disadvantages, but you have to process and think through, you know, how much time am I truly putting into my work? How much time am I devoting to my kids? And mm-hmm. uh, my kiddos have off two days this week. And then obviously Thanksgiving. And so, you know, just to be completely um, involved in spending time with family and with them, I think is, is something yeah. that I'm really looking forward to. Because with the holidays for our jobs being, you know, photographers, and then we do prints and frames and um, I do candles, coloring books and all that, you know, we do get really busy. So it's important to keep that um, forefront and know that, um, it's, it takes being intentional to, you know, spending time together and really, uh, slowing down and, um, yeah, listening, just quality time. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that over the holidays. What about you? Well, um, I, I mean, both doing and being, you know, Margo and I are working on a show together at the playhouse, which is fun, but I was the parent that was totally caught off guard when they told me on Friday that they had the whole week off of school. I was like, what? You do? (laughs) (laughs) And then I felt like, you know, the stupid parent as we were walking home and I was like, I didn't know that. When did the school tell you? (laughs) (laughs) When did this happen? (laughs) Um, You know, and then of course, you know, today here I am with the kids and the kids are downstairs, which, which I I do love navigating and, and multitasking, right? Like it's what you learn to get good at as a parent, even Mm -hmm. if you weren't before having kids, um, kids force you to do that. So, so I think, um, you know, today, like what I really do most days to sort of navigate being and doing is like you say, my office space right now, I'm upstairs and I have my computer and I'm sitting on my meditation cushion, which I'm like, yeah. how did the computer get so close to my meditation cushion? <laughs> but, um, you know, my practice really today is I said to the kids, I have a little bit of work to do and then I'll turn the computer off and we'll go play with the horse and then we'll go to the library and then I need to do a little bit more work. So yeah. just trying to navigate the time where I can be present and with them 100% wholeheartedly and then also I can compartmentalize and say like and now I have work time and you have play time on your own yeah so so just um I think trying to navigate the boundaries of how to do both especially as we move towards holidays and end of year that that 
they need playtime and I need alone work time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So those are the um, ways I'm, I'm doing that today. Yeah. Well, that um, any, like any plan. Yeah. And any closing thoughts, Molly, before we do, maybe let's, let's do a little centering or meditation before we yeah. both move into the rest of our days. I know you have hundreds of prints behind you. <laughs> I do. I do. I'm very grateful. <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah, that sounds great. I'd love to do a meditation centering. Thanks, Nikki. Yeah, wonderful. Um, so if you're listening, we'll, we'll spend just about five minutes here together, um, centering, meditating, uh, and just taking time to nourish our bodies. So you're welcome if you're out and about, maybe you want to find somewhere to pause. Maybe you want to close your eyes if you're able to do that. And then before you do, though, just notice where you are. So Molly and I sitting in our offices, our homes. If you're in your car, maybe you pull over. If you're out for a walk, maybe you notice the trees or houses or space around you. And then allowing your eyes to soften. And just notice whether you're sitting or standing or moving and then letting your body move in any way it needs to. The practice of honoring our bodies in this moment in time means that we're all coming from different places and spaces. For some that might mean taking an extra breath. For some of you, it might mean stretching out, maybe reclining on the floor or in your chair. And an opportunity to just take one of your hands and place it on your heart. This reminder of this one life. And this reminder of this organ. It keeps you in check. Even when your emotions are running haywire or your mind is busy. This organ, this heart that is always in the present, whether we like it or not, that pulls us back from the recesses of our mind. And notice if your hand is still on your heart, if you can actually feel your heart beating beneath it. And using your breath to inhale, feeling the chest, the breastbone lift, rise into your palm. And your exhale to notice the chest deflate, noticing the heart drop back into your body. And the amazing thing about this organ, this heart, is that it's protected by a basket of ribs. You might think of your ribs like flowers, like vines, like people in your life that hold your heart. And the sense that your heart is wrapped in a supportive way by these people, by these flowers, by these ribbons, whatever the image is that you have here today. And so that our heart doesn't just exist alone, but it works in unison. It is connected to a community. Just recognizing your breath, 
You can keep your hand on your heart or allow it to drop away. And the sense here today that your heart is always working for you. And the question I have for you is how are you working for your heart? Just noticing the breath. This opportunity to soften the face as you sit with this question, this pondering. How are you working for your heart? The sense of relaxing your tongue in your mouth. And not having to do anything to the breath today. but just watching its natural rhythm. Noticing the buoyancy of the heart as the breath comes in the body and how long your inhalation is. And the moment of pause before the inhale becomes the exhale. This moment of transition and how transitions are such necessary parts of our lives moment to moment, day to day. And anytime the mind wanders, just keep bringing it back to the breath and the heart. How the heart and the breath lift together. And that moment of transition where the inhale becomes the exhale. And this heart continues to work for you, even when you forget about it. Miraculous. The heart that signals the beginning of our life. And it also signals the end of our life. This gentle, consistent reminder to tune in, to turn ourselves on, even when it's painful, even when it's frustrating. Allowing the breath to deepen, maybe softening the belly, sometimes helpful to just place a hand close to your belly button. And welcoming your final few breaths here today. This opportunity to notice how the breath supports the heart. And how the heart supports every moment of transition you've ever experienced. The breath feeds the heart. Just like we feed our bodies with food. The heart is nourished with each breath we take. So feeding your heart here with three more intentional breaths. Using the inhale to expand the body. Exhale to notice how the body contracts as breath leaves it. 
You might deepen the breath for these final two breaths. Watching the breath pass in and out through the nose or the mouth. Maybe placing your hand on your heart for this final moment of connection. Maybe visualizing the heart. Noticing the tail, the base of your spine connected towards the earth, towards the ground. And traveling up the spine across the back of the heart all the way through the crown of the head. The cervical spine right across the top of the occiput, back of the head where the spine ends. The length of the body. A slight roll of the shoulders down the back to expose, to open the heart for whatever comes your way. The rest of this day, the rest of this evening. It's allowing the corners of the mouth to slowly rise towards the ears. And smiling into your heart. And allow your eyes to flutter open if you've closed them. Thank you for being here with Molly and I. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your day or evening. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving to you all. Lots of love. <laughs> Lots of love. <laughs> See you next time. Bye, guys. <laughs>